0: My name is Tony Thaxton. Like anyone else, I love a great album. But I also love those strange albums that might make you wonder how and why they even exist. But I'm not here to make fun of them. I'm here to celebrate them and tell their story. This is Bizarre Albums. Today's episode, Carl Lewis and Electric Storm, E.N. from 1985.
1: Dirty Harry said in one of his movies that a man's got to know his limitations. <laughs> Carl Lewis
0: apparently didn't see the movie. If his rendition to the Star Spangled Banner prior to the Nets-Bulls game last night is any indication, as a public service, we present now only excerpts. Ladies and gentlemen, our national anthem.
1: All right, are we all ready? Here we go. I'll make up for it now. For the land of the free. national <laughs> <That was sorry. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Written by Francis. <laughs> Written by Francis Scott off key. Those were last <laughs> night's low lights. they were last night's highlights. <laughs>
0: That's ESPN's Charlie Steiner on the January twenty second, 1993 episode of SportsCenter. The previous night, American track and field star Carl Lewis sang the national anthem at an NBA game between the New Jersey Nets and the Chicago Bulls at Brendan Byrne Arena in East Rutherford, New Jersey. And as you can tell, it didn't exactly go well. In 2023, 30 years after the infamous performance, Charlie Steiner talked about that night on the Rich Eisen Show. Now, 30 years have come and gone. Yeah.
1: And Carl Lewis was one of the
0: elite athletes of the 20th century. Uh, There's no question. He was drafted in the 10th round in
1: 1984 in the NBA. I didn't know that. And he, sadly, for a generation, (laughs) this is what people think about for Carl.
0: And I, I really feel awful about that, Uh-oh. but it wasn't my fault. <laughs> Uh-oh. And he's right. Carl Lewis was an incredible athlete. He first started competing in the long jump when he was just 13 years old. He quickly showed promise and ended up number four on the all time world junior list of long jumpers. In 1979, the same year he graduated high school, he broke the high school long jump record with a leap of 8.13 meters or 26 feet, 8 inches. He would then enroll at the University of Houston, and he went on to win the 1980 National Collegiate Athletic Association title with a wind-assisted jump of 8.35 meters, or 27 feet and and 4.5 inches. But then he started showing his talents in sprinting as well, and people started comparing Carl Lewis to Jesse Owens the American track and field star who gained international fame by winning four gold medals at the 1936 Summer Olympics in Berlin. After the fanfares of the Olympic opening comes the most amazing performance by America's black streak Jesse Owens in the 100 meters. The world's most superb runner makes the others look as if they're walking, as he wins the final and equals the world's record time. This and his later victory in the long jump may well be the athletic performances of the century. Carl Lewis would qualify for the American team in the 1980 Olympics. However, the Olympic boycott won part of several actions initiated by the U.S. to protest against the Soviet invasion of Afghanistan, and that prevented him from competing in Moscow that year. In 1981, Carl Lewis became the fastest 100-meter sprinter in the world. He ranked number one in the world in both the 100-meter and the long jump, and he went on to win the James E. Sullivan Award as the top amateur athlete in the U.S. Carl Lewis would get another shot at the Olympics in 1984, held in Los Angeles. He was entered into four events, and he had a realistic shot of winning all of them. And if so, that would match Jesse Owens' legendary performance in 1936. Prior to the Olympics, Carl Lewis even released a single on RCA Victor called Goin' for the Gold.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa.
0: I'll cover that song this weekend for an episode of Bizarre Singles over on Patreon. So to hear that, make sure you're signed up at patreon.com slash bizarre albums.
1: The the Americans now beginning to move, but the Canadian going well, Tony Sharp, Ben Johnson and Tony Sharp pulling the best out of the Americans. Nicky McFarlane safely got the baton from Donovan Reed, but inside in France have closed up and they've got to go some if they're going to be a match of medals, but America are home and dry. And the big man has the baton and history is being made. On he comes Carl Lewis, on the inside Jamaica, Jamaica from Canada, and then Italy and then West Germany, and then Great Britain, we were seven. 37,84 is a new Olympic record and world record.
0: Carl Lewis matched Jesse Owens, winning four Olympic gold medals that year. He was an absolute superstar in his sport. But People were turned off by Lewis's lack of modesty. He wore flamboyant warm-up suits, and many thought he celebrated too much. Not helping matters? Lewis's agent even compared him to Michael Jackson, who, at that time, was arguably the biggest star in the world. Even two-time Olympic gold medalist Edwin Moses said to ESPN about Lewis, quote, He rubs it in too much. A little humility is in order. That's what Carl lacks. End quote. In a 1992 article in the New York Times, Trip Gabriel wrote of Lewis, the public found him arrogant and overly calculating in his attempts to cash in on his victories in a supposedly amateur sport. Carl Lewis thought his achievements were going to equal lucrative endorsements. But that's not exactly what happened for him, at least in the U.S. But his accomplishments were recognized around the globe, especially in Japan. Though Lewis had signed a five-year endorsement deal with Nike, they focused that campaign in Japan. He would even become a spokesman for Japanese beverage company Suntory's sports drink called NCAA. There were also rumors that Carl Lewis was gay. He denied those rumors, but many believe those rumors hurt his chances for endorsements. In a 1985 interview with Jet, Carl Lewis said, quote, Here, Being different usually means something bad. In Japan, I'm only different because I'm black and an American, but they accept me as I am. Like some Americans I've talked about on the show before, an album only released in Japan would be next for Carl Lewis. So in 1985, Carl Lewis and Electric Storms' Ida Ten was released on Rivstar Records.
1: I am Carl Lewis, man. You know Carl Lewis? That's me, Carl Lewis. I'm fast. No man can beat me.
0: The album begins with "Come Back, My Baby Girl."
1: When we were young, we had so. Much-
0: Carl Lewis is credited not just as the vocalist, but he even gets a producer credit. His band, Electric Storm, is made up of Dwayne West on bass and guitar, Torrance West on drums, Mark Allen Felton, credited here simply as Mark Allen, is on saxophone, and Christopher Troy is on keys. Felton and Troy are also the credited songwriters for the entire album.
1: me I love you more, and more
0: Though Carl Lewis gets a producer credit, so do a lot of other people. There are four credited producers in addition to two co-producers. Most notably is Jim Haskell. Haskell had a career that spanned over six decades as a composer and arranger for movies and a variety of artists that included Elvis Presley. Steely Dan, Neil Diamond, Billy Joel, and Crosby, Stills, and Nash. He worked on over 135 platinum and gold albums.
1: I'm on fire And my heart is burning, yearning for your touch Gotta feed this new desire, can't get enough And I'll keep you through the night for the feeling I'll keep you through So right. It's your love and that I'm walking right feeling.
0: Side one closes with when the party starts.
1: Yeah. Check out the late The babes are looking.
0: Side 2 begins with the album's one single, He's a Star. The back of the single's sleeve included a note from Carl Lewis that read, Running has always been a vital part of my life. Now music gives me another way of expressing myself. In this album, I would like to express the feeling that I feel. Loving you, Carl Lewis. I have- Back in the July 18, 1984 issue of Sports Illustrated, Lewis revealed that as far back as 1981, he and his manager, Joe Douglas, outlined a four-year six-point plan for him. Part of this plan was to prepare for the post-Olympic stampede by continuing communication studies at Houston, taking acting classes, and, if possible, working part-time for a local network affiliate. Lewis added, quote, how can you train 15 years toward becoming the best athlete in your event, and not one minute toward becoming an actor or singer and expect to do well? End quote. It goes on to say that Lewis Turned Down offers to play Jesse Owens in a made-for-TV movie and to play a private detective in a weekly TV show. Lewis said, quote, I'm willing to wait for the so-called big bucks. If I do a TV series, I want to be the star, and I want a big say in what's written. End quote. And he clearly wasn't kidding about all this. In an August 21st, 1985 article by the LA Times, Lewis said, quote, I am seriously thinking of a career as an entertainer when I finish with track and field. I plan to stick around for a long time, but I would like another career to step into when I finish as an athlete. End quote.
1: When I look into your eyes, I'm never surprised by the beauty you possess. Touch my heart and soul. The magic just unfolds. And something about the way you brighten my day. I truly must confess You're like no one could be. You truly.
0: So the Japanese record label behind the album, Rivstar Records. Maybe Riv.Star Records? Not totally sure. Apologize. The label... St- but anyway, the label had been started in 1982 by Kiyoshi Sagawa. Back in 1957, Sagawa founded Sagawa Express, one of the most successful transportation companies in Japan. With the money that he made from that, he started his record label for the sole purpose of releasing music by singer and actor Yukio Hashi. <laughs> After Lewis captured the gold in the 1984 Olympics and became a star around the world, the label threw some money at Lewis to make an album. The album's title, Idaten, is a Japanese word that, if my research is correct, translates to great runner. So, there you go. The album closes with Taken That Second Look. The album only ever saw a vinyl and CD release in Japan and nowhere else. Copies are quite hard to track down, and it is not currently streaming on Spotify. Carl Lewis ended up winning nine Olympic gold medals, one Olympic silver medal, and ten world championship medals. He's one of just six Olympic athletes who won a gold medal in the same individual event in four consecutive Olympic Games. He would retire from track and field in 1997. And believe it or not, he even released a second album in Japan titled Modern Man. But that is for another time. Thank you for listening to Bizarre Albums. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps people find the show. You can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Bizarre Albums.